With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Take TPV Radio with you 24-7. Just download live 365 app from your Apple or Google Play Store. Like us on Facebook at TPV Radio or www.tpvradionetwork.com. Walk with us, family. Let's go. You're listening to The Voice, the Summit Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk? Let's go! This is Pastor Bill Jenkins of Destiland Christian Center in Rancho Cucamonga, California, and you're listening to the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Walk with me, family. Let's go! Starting with the Thomas Voice Reloaded on Sundays at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. Then the Thomas Voice presents by booking only Tuesdays. It's the Grub at 1 p.m. Followed by Victory Over the Weights of Life with Sister Deanne Lee Green at 6 p.m. Thursdays, Real Talk. With Pastor Byron Sago at 4.30. Followed by Dorothy Patterson, the reality coach, at 6 p.m. Friday, Music of the Spirit with Trey Milner at 4.30 p.m. And Saturdays is our double hitter. And it starts with Saturdays for Bet with Sister Lorraine Brown with Roberta Jones at 11 a.m. Central. Followed by Brother Don Presents with Pastor Gene Homer at 4 p.m. Also download Live 365 and search the Thomas Voice Radio Network and you're in there. You can also follow us on Facebook at TPV Radio or visit our website www.tpvradionetwork.com. Walk with us family. Let's go. You're listening to the hottest, most off-controversial, off-the-meters Christian radio station in the land. In the land. The Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk, family? Let us go. You never heard Christian radio quite like this. Like this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network. This is AR Base. Keep it locked right here on TPV Radio. You're, you're, you're listening to TPV Virtual Radio. It's live, it's live right, now right now on the Psalmist Voice on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network.
You're listening to Saturday's Buffet with Sister Lorraine Brown and Roberta Jones. Right now, TPB Radio. TPB Radio. Rejoice and to be glad in it. I choose to trust God with my 
life and my heart and my every situation that I find myself facing on this day, I choose to trust God in it, knowing that I have no power other than the power he allows me to have. Good afternoon to our panel on today. Sus Roberta, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Brother John, would you like to greet the people? Good afternoon to you, sir. Good afternoon. God bless. Honor and pleasure to be here. Amen. Amen. Good afternoon, Sister Tammy. Much love to you. Would you like to greet the people on today? Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Let's take this ride together. Amen. Amen. Pastor Chris, we'd like to greet you and give you an opportunity to greet the people as well. Good afternoon, Pastor Chris. Well, Pastor Chris, you're a little busy, so we'll say good afternoon to the people for you. Amen. Amen. Panel, we, um, we're in Ephesians chapter 6. You ready, Pastor Chris? Is that you? Okay. Um, we are in Ephesians chapter 6 on today. I don't believe anyone else is on, but if you are, would you let me know at this time? Sister Tracy, are you there? Pastor Little. Okay. Okay, we're in uh, Ephesians chapter 6, and I don't know about you, but right off the bat, the first verse kind of um, put me in my place. Um, I chewed on, on verse 1 for a long time because, you know, we, we look at, at scriptures uh, over time and we read them and we kind of digest them and we think, oh, I got that. And then later on in life, when life really does happen to us, and it does, we go back and we look at that very same scripture and it hits us in a different light. And that's what happened to me when I looked at Ephesians uh, chapter 6, verse 1. Uh, I've read children obey your parents in the Lord for this is right many a time and many a time I've quoted it to my children to try and convince them to be obedient but when I read it the other day I saw it in a different light I saw it as me being the child and God being the parent and when I saw it as me being the child and God being the parent I, I realized that I hadn't been a very obedient child I had not been uh, the best I could be for God. And then I felt so convicted because for so many years of raising my children, I have beat them. And I didn't say spank. I have beat them trying to drive home to them. They need to be obedient. But in all reality, I had not given them the spirit of obedience because I had not been obedient to God Almighty. And he deserves that. We owe him that. And so as we, as we look into Ephesians chapter 6 on today, I had wrote down some notes, but I, I looked at them notes and I said, you know what, I don't need a note to know I've been a hard-haired child of God. And I have, not, I have not allowed him to work his work in me to a place where I'm shining for him. And sometimes we think that we get to a place in life panel where we feel like I'm all that now. I've obeyed a half a scripture. Oh, boy, you can't tell me nothing. And then God turns that light on so we really can see. We really, and we'll find this out later on in the scripture. There's some information that I ran across. Again, it kind of messed me up, so I'm, I'm just believing it's going to help somebody else. But 
we are fighting a real enemy. We're not we're not on recess at school. We're not we're not at the park tossing a ball. We are in a real battle. We're in a real, real fight. And the enemy that we're fighting, he does not want to hurt you. He does not want to harm you. Saints of God, he wants to kill us. And he wants to find us in compromising situations before we meet God and take us out. He has a contract on us. He has a contract on us. And, and he has told the workers, he has workers, saints, he has told his workers, go, steal, kill, and destroy that man before he knows God. And so why are we, saints, running around in a circle, chasing our tail, playing around when it's such a serious work at hand? Why are we not living this God thing so that somebody can see our, our life, somebody can see our joy, somebody can see our prosperity if it be? And it doesn't have to be monetary prosperity. Prosperity in the spirit. Somebody can see that and say to themselves, God, I want that. When is the last time we lived enough of God where somebody wanted some of it? Are we just living enough God to get in? Brother John, I'm going to let you, the only male on the line today, we're going to let you leave. What do you see in in verse 1, chapter 6 for you? Mm -hmm. In verse one, chapter six, um, you have said a, a, a awful a, a lot this morning, ma'am, and um, and I receive all of it. When we look at, it, like you say, um, children obey your parents and Lord, for this is right. And, and like you say, you make the distinction between us and our parents and, and God, and um, a lot of things that that He warned us about that we didn't do. We didn't follow His instruction, um, and He was telling us stuff, and He was trying to keep us from the different hurt and harm and the pain and the suffering but we refuse to listen sure. and even with our children we're trying to do the same thing for them we instruct and, and teach and, and talk to them we're trying to keep them from the pain and the suffering mm-hmm. and I like also to say for them obey your parents in the Lord for this is right so um, a lot of times we have different um um, household, uh, maybe the parents are not saved. Um, children may be caught in, in a bind with um, the different instruction, the things that might not be right. Um, but we just got to know to remember that we got to obey our parents and the Lord because it's, it's a blessing tied with that. And, and, and it's right in his sight. Amen. Amen. And, and the sad part, Brother John, I was telling them all that good stuff. And I was telling them, don't drink. But I was drinking. Hey, I was telling them don't smoke, but I was smoking. I was telling them they stay away from drugs, but I was getting high. So if there's a message that we give them, and then there's a life mm-hmm. we live before them, and we put them in the bed, mm-hmm. and we put them in the bed early, and we close the door, and we cut our music on, and they don't hear me in here fornicating. They don't hear me in this next room. They don't smell the smoke. They don't know I'm smoking mm-hmm. weed over there. They don't. They don't know that uh, when I tell them I'll be back to get them. And I put on that little short dress. I went to the club. They don't know that. They may not know it at two and three, but they grow up. Mm. And they begin to put two and three together. And they come up with five, John. They come Amen. up with a real deal that mama, mama really wasn't going to church with that, that sparkly short dress on. 
Amen. And so they, we give them mixed messages. And what is happening now is a lot of a lot of our children have have thrown down that half that half cooked religion that we gave them, that half cooked faith in God that we gave them. Because we said one thing and we did another. And they grabbed the hope mm-hmm. to the other message that we was preaching. We preached mm-hmm. two messages. We preached Jesus mm-hmm. Christ and we preached the world. And they grabbed the hope to the wrong message, John. Because they saw mm-hmm. us with more enthusiasm with the other message than they did in church. Mm-hmm. Because we quickened in church. But as soon as we got out of church, we had a beer. So they mm-hmm. caught a hope to the wrong message. Well, brother, I know you have something on one. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I, uh, well, brother, we're going to give it to you right now. Uh, yes, that's, that's why you see so much confusion today in our young people, even to the place that they don't want to go to church. Because they saw the mixed messages. They saw the two sides. And, and they said, well, it's a hypocrite. Why, why should I go? Why should I go to church when uh, I saw you go and it didn't do anything for you? You were doing the same. You know, you, you thought you were hiding. Or you thought you wasn't, you know, uh, I didn't see you. But that, that sin nature is in the child as, as well as is in you. Because we never taught them how to deal with the sin nature that's in us. It's there, but how do we deal with it? And, and this uh, children obey obey your parents. They were obeying you. You were telling them mm-hmm. what to do, oh, but yeah. you also were showing them what to do. So the actors were true. obeying you. They were doing, you know, wow. a sermon. A sermon is more <clears throat> lived and taught. That's the sermon we preach, what we live, not the sermon wow. we say with our mouth. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So that's why mm-hmm. so many kids, young kids that grew up in the church, and they're, they're adults now, and they don't want anything to do with church. Because they saw the, 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 they saw the, the parent and what they were doing. And they said, wait a minute, because there comes a time that they have to make a decision anyway, you know, as they grow up. But when he was talking about, you know, children obey your parents, and if you, when we first started in the kitchen, that's what it, it talked about. It talked about the redemptive life, the believer's position in Christ. And that's what happened when we don't have a position in Christ. We lead our children to believe that there is no Christ. Mm. Wow. Wow. That's, 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 that's some good talk right there. That's, that's what I got to say about that. That's some good talk that we. We, pre- we preach to our children and they have really uh, carried out our messages and when we looking at them like where you get that from I, I remember I'm going to tell this story and I'm going I'm to get to you Sister Tammy I'm going to tell this story um, I remember um, uh, a sister I, I won't say her name rest in peace a sister uh, uh, said something one day in your presence and when she mm-hmm. said it she hollered where that come from and you looked at it and you told her out of you that message came wow. out of you. And I was like, oh, my God. And it's true. We have some things in us that are hidden. We have some things in us that are buried. We have some things in us that are covered. And what we do is we suppress them instead of eradicating them. We don't get rid of them. We don't repent of them. We don't bring them up. We don't regurgitate that mess and, throw, and spit it out of our mouth. But what we do is we maul around with it and we kind of put tuck it. And God never intended for us to tuck things because if you tuck a thing, it's like a, a ball in the water. 
you go take a, a ball and, and, and push that ball under the water, it'll stay there. But you got to keep your hands on it. You got to keep Uh-oh. pushing down on it. But as soon as you take your hands off of it, you know what it's going to do? Pop up to the surface and everybody can see it now. So that's the same thing with, 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 with things that don't give God glory. We cannot tuck them. We cannot put them under stuff and thinking that they're going to stay there. They're going to come back. And they're going to come back at the right time. They're not going to they not gonna wait until you, uh, 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 if you, if you have a fetish for, for, for onions, celery ain't coming. Onions coming. So we got to get rid mm-hmm. of it. Sister Tammy, first mm-hmm. one, baby. Yes. Um, first, I agree with everything the panels have talked about so far. And I, too, am uh, really getting, you know, God don't whoop us, but really getting a revelation and a clarity of what Paul was saying when he said to obey. And one thing I'm learning being a parent, I have to teach them what obey means. Obey is to Mm -hmm. submit. And that's what Paul is saying. It's to submit. Am I looking at you to be perfect, to automatically come out? Because when do we grasp hold of obeying your mother and your father? When, at what age did we really understand, obey your mother and your father? And me at 36, I'm just not understanding it. So um, now is when I'm like, Lord, I'm supposed to have long days. Oh, Lord, you know, so mm-hmm. <laughs> things like that begin to po- to ponder on you and think about, well, dang, when did I stop obeying? Mm-hmm. So, you know, you do as I say, not what I do. That's what we were taught. Because I said mm-hmm. so. Don't question. Don't act. Just mm-hmm. do it. And so it's like, we, you know, we're like, dang, when, when do we grab hold of that word, obey your parents? So once we teach our kids that obeying is submitting to authority, not just to mama and daddy, but the authority from God, then that obeying part becomes easier for that child to now, okay, now they can relate. Now they understand because now that fear is placed in them. And so now it's like, you know what? God sees all. And it's not just my mama that I'm displeasing, but I'm not obeying God. Hmm. And so that's what I'm understanding now and explaining to my kids. Yeah, you know, uh, Tammy, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you understand where uh, do as I say, do it, not as you see me do came from. Um, that came from our parents and it came from their parents and it came from their parents. It's like that. It's like that roast that's in that pot. Why do you cut the tip off the roast? We all do it because it was done. We mm-hmm. all do it because somebody done it before us. That's what they. Mm-hmm. That's how they taught us. So we're we're yeah. passing that on. We're just coming mm-hmm. to the the revelation uh, with our grandchildren that that's not mm-hmm. how it works. Right. You know, we we right. made a lot of errors. I, I I made a lot of errors even with with my nieces and my nephews and my children. My and, and I'm making some with my grandchildren. But we, what, 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 what we hold fast to is God, God knows our heart, and he knows we meant to do as good as we knew how to do, but we made a lot of error. And, and, and quiet as it's kept, and, and we have to tell you, you all are making errors too. One, you say, when do you find out about uh, obeying your parents? I found out when I had kids. When I had kids, I found out what my mama was trying to revelate to me with that belt. And I grabbed the belt and tried to revelate it to my kids. And I see them grab the belt trying to revelate it to their children. 
and the message is still missed, right? And, and you know, we yeah, find ourselves still, missed, still uh-huh. missing the message. It's still yes. missed because even in this, I'm getting whooped and I ain't do nothing. I'm getting right. and I, I really didn't do nothing. And we never, we pray for these things. God, give my children clarity, give them understanding. Mm-hmm. But yet we tell mm-hmm. them they can't ask the question. Question yep. me? You know, why? It's not that now we have to teach them what to question and when to question. We don't go back to the teaching and how to mm-hmm. question right. And that's what Paul, when he wrote this passage, he was, you know, he's seen some type of formality, which, you know, there's a family, there's a husband, there's a wife, there's a child. So sometimes there's a family. How do we put this together? How do we build this on a kingdom principle of a Christian family and what it should look like? Right. Right. What does a Christian family look like? We have distorted that. We have single-handedly distorted what a Christian family really looks like. Because sometimes you, you come into a home and you have to go back out and look at the address and see, did you go in the wrong house? The people look right, but the actions that are going on in, in that place are wrong. You know, the music is wrong. The servants on the table, them shots is wrong for who you said you was going to visit. And the words that are coming out of their mouth are wrong. I'm at pastor who house? Which one is the pastor? And when we can't be identified, something is wrong. And we don't have to wear a cross, and we don't have to say Jesus every other word. But there is, there is, we wear Christ. We wear Christ, and when you wear Christ, when you walk into a situation, people may not know exactly what's going on in your life, but they'll begin to say things such as this. Who's that? That's Tammy. Who? Something different about her. Who, who is she? You know, because you wear Christ, and when you walk in the room, you present Christ to a room. And so the atmosphere in that room, whatever it was before you got there, baby, because you came, it just got better. And I and I thank God for that. And we're just catching on to that. Um, uh, did uh, Tiana? I, I, I did it last week, and I guess I did it again this week. Uh, Tiana, one two two one. Are you on? Okay. Okay. Didn't want to um, uh, not acknowledge her if she was no. there. Pastor yeah, Chris, I uh, would love for you to grab a hold to six uh, one if you'd lo- like some of that. Uh yes. Uh, good morning. First of all, good afternoon. Yeah, we're over here. We're over here. Well, yeah, it is afternoon. Well, yeah, it's brunch over here in the CTX. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I gotta give first. I gotta give a shout out and happy birthday to the first lady of TPV Radio, my wife Shanice. Gotta do that first. Get that out the way. So, but anyway, this is a very interesting topic because again, you know, I come from the old school. Like, you know, we had to go in the backyard and pick the switch and don't get the limpy one either because then that gives you extra licks. See, the the thing is we 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 look at our parents of what they do and we're like, okay, you beating me because I snuck a beer inside the house and I'm getting lit with the beer, but yet you over here drinking so what's the problem see the problem is that we we try to mimic what we see as we grow up now when we get introduced to the church of course things start to change okay sometimes mommy or daddy will start changing the way they live now as we grew up we saw what they used to do 
and now we're getting of age and we start smelling ourselves, uh-oh, and then we start getting into this place of rebellion, and then we start doing these little things to test our parents, but then at the end of the day, we're like, okay, now I feel silly because now I'm sitting here doing what my mom used to do or my dad used to do, and I'm over here doing the same thing. Or we can't wait to get out the house so we can show out. And see, the thing is, when you have parents that plant seeds, see, I'm one of those, I'm one of those uh, kids. My mom always used to plant those seeds inside of me. Now, when the seed was able to start cracking open and breaking through the ground, that was on me. Because I had to realize that the, the same road that I saw my mom or my dad or grandpa or Pookie and them, I'm going down the same road they're going down. So I have to make a decision within myself to either obey what was given or continue to be in rebellion. But at the end of the day, to see what's so awesome about God is that he's always there. And when we finally realize that he is the first parent, because, see, a lot of us, we don't have the, the, the manual and the blueprint. All we doing, like you said, Sister Lorraine, we're just passing down what, what uh, Big Mama did and, and mm -hmm. what my mama did and then what you're doing to your kids. And then when your kids get grown, they just mimicking the same thing they saw. Right. See, we're never given the right tools you're never really given the right tools to parent it's a it's a go as you go and as your hmm. kids get older you think you go into another phase just like this relationship with jesus christ you go into different phases in your life and you don't quite understand what you're getting into but as you continue to have relationship which is key to parenting as well as learning the word of God, then you will open up and see different facets of how to handle things, how to do things, how to be more productive, how to be more sound in, in scripture and, and, and how to be more sound with your kids. Now, listen, we, a lot of us have that, have that role. We may have gone down the wrong road raising our kids, but see that the thing about it is, is what you do. Just like this walk, if we're going to continue to walk this walk, we got to put in the work. Now, we may not be perfect. We may stumble. We may fall. But, see, transparency is key to everything. If you – if you, if you know, the good thing about it is my mom said, I know you're going to do exactly what you see me doing. I know that hmm. because you're going to mimic what I do. But I'm putting the seed inside of you to make a difference whether or not you want to walk this path or not. See, some parents are transparent. Some of them aren't. Some of them do the sneaky thing. But anyway, I, I, ain't, I ain't come here to take over the show. I just want to throw my <laughs> two cents in there. So, Sister Lorraine, Sister Roberta, panel, I'm done. Back to you. <laughs> yeah, um... There was some there was some examples that I thought about when some of you all were talking, and uh, when you have a few birthdays, they kind of run kind of fast if you don't hurry them, get them out, and they, they done ran away. But I, I hope and pray they run back because they were really um, uh, illustrations that could drive home the point. The the point in the whole matter is we've been uh, overbearing uh, to our children on matters that God never was overbearing to us, and we did it the same. We did the same thing to Him that they're doing to us. And it only becomes a crime when they do it to us. And so our repentant heart is what I come forward with on today, um, repenting to God for 
mm-hmm. a lot of my missteps and half steps and just uh, not being responsible, not taking responsibility for the calling uh, that he placed on my life and then wondering at the end of the day, why didn't I have a good day? Why didn't I, and you know, why wasn't I successful? Go ahead, Sister Roberta. One of the things that, <clears throat> that, that, that I've learned, you know, one of the things I heard uh, Miles Monroe said, he said, all I know is what I've been taught. And what I've been taught is not all there is to know. So we only know what we've been taught or what, you know, what we feel is right to do. I don't believe no parents uh, did anything uh, purposely to hurt their children. And like Pastor Chris said, there's not a manuscript. And and having Mm -hmm. 11 children, each child was different. And, you you know, each one you try as, as as a parent to treat them different but yet keep some order and structure in the home. And one of the reasons that they were, you know, uh, uh, perhaps, you know, the parent might have been, you might have been strict because you wanted them to do things that didn't fall in the same trap you fell in and make the same mistakes you Mm -hmm. So you Mm -hmm. you tried to discipline so that they wouldn't, not knowing that that child might have not had that that desire anyway and which you what right. you did you made it worse instead of better. So every parent do what they what they you know believe is right to do or what right. they, what they understand. And, right. and that's why is when we come, you know, we, we, we come to, to Christ and learn better, we do better. And that's we, right. We, we repent and go to that child and tell him, you know what? I'm sorry. I I, mm-hmm. I I didn't do what I was supposed to do. One of I the greatest up. things there is, I don't care how old a child is, if you go and repent to them, you've done all you're supposed to do, and mm-hmm. God can fix it, and, and he can clean up all the other stuff, you know. That is so true, because I did find myself doing that. I did find myself going back to my children. I, I'm not able to erase the things that have already been marked on the page. But I can I can come to you and and um, uh, Tiana, you on? Pastor Chris, would you unmute one two two one, please? She's on. But I um I uh, went back to my children and I did the best just to share with them. I did the best I could, and and we don't have to even be concerned about it because one day they're gonna go back to theirs because they're gonna get to a place where they realize as good as I thought I was being and as good as I wanted to be. I still see some areas I, I didn't quite get it right. I didn't nail it right there. So, uh, Tiana, are you there yet? Hey. Hey. We're sharing uh, this this afternoon about Ephesians chapter 1, and um, a lot of good talk has gone forward before you got on. But um, would you like to share anything that you see in Ephesians chapter 1? And I'll read it in your hearing. Children... Obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Um, no, not at this time. I'm going to listen for a while. Okay. And then I'll okay. come back around. Okay. Awesome. Uh, did any of the panel have any further um, words to share on that verse before we go to verse 2? Uh, Brother John, uh, Tammy? Yes. Yes. Um, go ahead, baby. Just a just additional comment, like I say, it's um, excellent chapter, excellent scripture. I, I think also 
in the beginning, the initial instructions that um, we are given and receive I mean, once we come into Christ and are saved, um, we picture just going to church as being saved and that's it. Um, not knowing that there's responsibilities on our side that we have to adhere to. Um, mm-hmm. It's not just going to church, um, stamping that away. It's things that like I say we have to do, instruction. We have to be humble and obedient to God for Him to. To allow the spirit to teach us these things And like I said It's not one dimensional You know what I'm saying So we, we got to be mindful That it's more than just going to church Amen Amen And, and Brother John Somebody needs to establish a class In these churches Because when I when I came in the church That's that's all I knew And, and, and a lot of the lessons Church lessons that I've learned I learned from the school of hard knocks And, and hard knocks mm-hmm. is a hard way To learn a lesson because by the time you learn the lesson, you got a knot on your head. And and, and and depending on how long and how stubborn you are with the lesson, you could have a few knots on your head. And so we need to <laughs> we need to get back to basis in our churches. Uh, we're mm-hmm. trying to have stained glass windows and, and cathedrals and all of the rest of this big hoopla in, in buildings. But the people Amen. are surfing. And that's wrong. You got a you Amen. got a, a twenty inch thick wall in your church. And, and the people mm-hmm. that are inside the walls are thin as tissue paper. And you know today, tissue paper is so thin, you can read the newspaper just through the tissue paper. <laughs> and that's how exactly. thin and unequipped we are in the body because we're building buildings. And we got to get back to, we gotta get back to the real world. We got to build people. Amen. And I thank God for, for the teachings that he has given us and the platform that we have because he's He's helping us to help somebody else. And, John, you know the good thing about this whole thing? While we're helping, while God is helping us to help other people, we're getting help. I'm getting, Amen. I'm receiving myself. Before I get to Saturday buffet, I already mm-hmm. done ate. You ever know to cook hungry? You ever know to cook, <laughs> cook a buffet? And when, when at the end of it, she said, ooh, I'm so hungry, I can't hardly stand up. No, she ain't hungry. You know why? She ate from the buffet before you did because she had to taste the stuff to make sure it was good. Amen, and so we're amen. tasting from the buffet on today. Amen. And I tell you, my heart is just my heart is just full. The second scripture uh, gets into another area. It says, honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. God has already laid out what we need to do, people of God, and if we would just stick to God's plan, and quit taking these college degrees that we have and this I know already and trying to come up with another plan that's not going to work. When I read this scripture, you know what I thought about, Sister Roberta? I thought about our children. Remember when they were little? Been a, been a few years ago now. But they were little mm-hmm. and we would say, Tammy, come here. Tammy, come in the room. Go in there and tell Tracy to put her blue socks on. Okay, I know. And she leave the room and go in there and tell Tracy, the, the, the sweets and flow. And you said, I thought I could, oh, I know, mama. And let you say nothing. That we had the same thing, Sister Tammy, in the body of Christ when God was trying to help us through the Holy Ghost. We had the I know. I know, and it was clueless. Dude, did you do I know. Never never liked instruction. Don't don't finish your sentence. I got it. I'm gone. Oh, yeah. And get where they're going, and ain't none of what you told them right. Uh-huh. And you know what? We've got to get to the place in the body of Christ where we settle down. Life is happening to us now at a at a at a in a way where we've got to settle down and hear God. My God, my God, my God. That's 
Now that dropped something on me right there. That had weight to it for me. Man. We've got to hear God. We've got Amen. to learn what what is it, God, you want me to do. It's a personal walk. I can't keep looking over there in your garden and saying, why they got all them greens over there? They don't need all them greens. That is not my business. I don't know what God told you to put over there. My business is over here at 555. And if I keep 555 straight, I never get to your address. I would never get my, I would never be looking across the field at what's in your yard because I got work in my own. And if I don't, if I don't need to mow my grass, I probably need to edge my lawn. And if I don't need, if I've already mowed it and edged, then I probably need to uh, pull the grass out of my flower. There's always work in my yard, Saint. Mm-hmm. And we have gotten so busy about it, we all cross the field. And all my business is exposed at my house. Help us, God. Brother John, Brother, uh, uh, verse 2. Amen, Say, Honor thy father and thy mother with the first commandment with promise. Um. Yeah, let us hear what God's realized for us in honoring the uh, mother and father in, in the Old Testament. Um, when he was disobedient, it was a crucial punishment. Um, kids could be killed, beaten, sold, and things of that nature. Um, so the, the honor of the parents was, was, was also, it was, it was forced upon them as well. But Paul wants to look at for us in that honoring our mother and father, it's, it's a blessing um, to honor our parents. It, it's, yes, it it's, is. It's a, it's a it's a great when we reverence them and, and respect them, then he also the promise coming to labor that he's gonna, you know, give us long life. You know what I'm saying you're gonna be able to prosper and, and, and see good days. Um so that's that's a that's a, a very important thing for children to remember for then honoring their, their parents. Um you said some other things that kind of opened up when I when I when I when I throw together I said God has given us that this time now. We mentioned last mm-hmm. week giving us this time during this pandemic. Um, to, to go back to the basics, um, mm-hmm. to, to get our houses and, and, and things in order because the church, not only this world, have drifted so far away from God's mm-hmm. blueprint and, and plan. Mm-hmm. We had sh- shut everything down to get us, hopefully, to, to refocus and to get back in order. Um, a lot of people are craving, yes, let's get back to normalcy, but why do you want to get back to normal? Is it to to grow and do greater, or do you want to go back hmm. to those sins that you was doing prior to the pandemic? Hmm. So God has given us time now to to refocus, and I say to go back to the teaching and the education um, of, of one another, so we can help one another in this journey. Amen. Amen. You know, brother John, you sound like you remind me of the Israelites. They were delivered out of Egypt and and got out there in the wilderness and and start missing onions and and t- wanted to go back. <laughs> To, to what they know. Let, let, me, let me go back. I, I need some onions to go in this soup. This soup is bland. Well, baby, Amen. when you get delivered out of Satan's hands, I ain't nothing. He, I ain't leave nothing over there. If I left it over there, I can buy me another one as soon as I get me a job. But no, I don't want to return back to that. And, and you're right. Why well, want to go back to what was when you can go Amen. move forward into what is? We we stay we, we need to stay current in God. And too many of us mm-hmm. want to keep going back and looking back and turning into pillars of salt because we get caught up in what was and we never get to see God for what's going on now. I want to stay current. I want to stay Amen. teachable. 
and, and there's a proper mm-hmm. way. There's a proper way to to to, to treat parents. And, and and I don't know who come up with this new thing of of being <laughs> disrespectful to parents. I don't know where that come from, but it did. It's not. It's not a part of God's plan. And, and we Amen. don't show enough gratitude to our parents. If I, I, I I'm, I'm just coming up to some of this stuff myself, but my parents are now gone on. So I can't do anything with my parents, but the parents that God put in my path, I get chance to release these things that I, I should have released to, to mine, but I, I'm still working to release those things to the people that God has put in my life. He, I, I'm still mm-hmm. able to release. I'm still able to show an obedient spirit to those that are above me. I'm still able to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amen. Uh, 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 Sister Tammy, uh, verse two about honoring your, your mother and father, daughter. Well, to honor them is to esteem them. How do I esteem them? I can esteem them in my grave. I can honor them with my um, coming home, cleaning the house. And it's um, something that actually happened to me this week. And we, that's the thing as the believers, we forget what the children are doing. And when they are honoring us to acknowledge that, that they know it so that it can continue to happen. So um, I'm in grad school. And I work full-time job. I come home. Oh, my God. The house was thick and span, top dollar clean. Oh, my God. And it may not be a testimony to some, but it is to me because I've been praying. I'm like, God, please let them just grab hold. Mm -hmm. All I want is the house clean. Just pick it up. You drop it, pick it up. You know, simple things. Mm -hmm. And I told them, Mm -hmm. I said, oh, my God, it felt so good to come home and the house is like this. And it was Amen. like, mommy, we know it felt good because you didn't even, you smiled and we ain't seen that smile in a long time. And it's a different type of smile. And and they were so happy, but they did it because they wanted something. And that's the same thing that God is doing for us. And that was so, it was such a big light to me because I'm like, wow. He said, you do things because you want me to give you something, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the same thing your kids are doing. They're honoring you. And I'm like, oh my God. I mean, even in that, I was just like, wow, wow. Mm-hmm. Now, was it clean mm-hmm. the next day? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did it go you got it home? for a day. But I still, I got it for a day, but I still let them know I honor them, you know, that mm-hmm. I, I, I like that and I thank them. But is it clean the next day after that? Yes. So, you know, mm-hmm. now I'm letting them see, you know, we have to be consistent. Consistent. Amen. Even in honoring our mother and our father, you know. So it's not Amen. just in spiritual principles. It's in the smallest thing. That's right. That's good. Roberta? Yes. I, you know, I love that. I mean, your parents, because it was 17 of us, 15 of us living, but I thank God that honoring my parents was, 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 was my number one goal. And my mama, you know, even if she did wrong, she didn't do did wrong. But she, it wasn't wrong because she was my mama. Because, you know, Parents used to say, I told you to go over here and do this and that. And I said, Mama, you didn't say, oh, I'm lying. No, ma'am, no, ma'am, you're not lying. <laughs> but she thought she said it, but she didn't. But I wouldn't mm-hmm. dare say, oh, Mom, you know, because because of the respect. And if Mama wanted something, even after I got grown, Mama got it. It wasn't a day Mama was on earth that I didn't call her. I didn't tell her I love her, to re- to respect her, to honor her, because she was my lifeline. If it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be here. It mm-hmm. was her. She could have done a whole lot of things, worse things to me than she did, or what I thought she did. But she gave me life, and I'm still I'm here because of her, my mom and my dad. You know that was that was a a respect thing that I had for them. 
and not so much of knowing that it was a, a, a promise, but they put the fear the fear in me because fear comes before respect comes before uh, you fear things before you respect it. And when mm-hmm. they said, you know, I brought you into the world, I take you out, I believe that. I believe that. And I'm going to try and do everything I can so they don't take, they wouldn't take me out. Did they do everything <laughs> right? No. Did I enjoy everything, the things they did? No. And, you know, I'm going to whoop you. I'm whooping you. This hurt me more than you. You don't feel nothing. How that hurt you? But it, <laughs> it was hurting them. I understand now. Now. I'm hearing mm-hmm. you what they, what they know the best of their ability what they know is right to them at the time because we don't we don't understand it we don't know we you know it's not like we we have a <clears throat> there's a plan and there's a, a master that you know you do you go by this this and this and it'll turn right. out like this it's not like a recipe you do your best you can and praying and hoping that that they get it that your child mm-hmm. gets. but but mm-hmm. but but because he said honor them not, he didn't say honor them because they were good to you and did everything right by you. He said right. honor them, and he had the promise. The promise coming from him, not your parents. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. he said obey your parents and the Lord. You do it because he said obey it, not because you feel they're so right or righteous, right. but because right. you're obeying them as unto the Lord because the Lord said it. And you're going to, yep. you know, as a parent, you're going you're to make mistakes. Why? Because you're human. Mm-hmm. There's no perfect human being No matter They may Amen. think they are But they're not And every parent Gonna make a mistake Even if you If you uh, All these uh, books out there About parenting and everything You mm-hmm. can read them And do everything they say And still fail Because yep. you're human and, yep. and when you do it Because because the Lord say do it It's right And it goes well And you know that, that These are scriptures That we learn The Bible says Obey your parents you know, you're, 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 you have your days are, are numbered of short. That's what they would say, short. If you don't obey your parents, your days going to be short. Well, some days you kind of want to, well, I just let my days be short because I don't feel like doing this But you just do it anyway. You oh, thank Jesus. the Lord and keep short. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I respect. Oh, to, to honor means to respect. And, you know, just pick up the phone. Hey, Mom, I love you. How you doing? Because mama is the reason you're here. Hmm. And when she's gone, my Lord. baby, you'll be a many times. You're going to wish you could pick mm-hmm. up that phone and say, mama, how you doing? Yes, Lord. You. you know, you wish you could just, I mean, just just say hi. Just, just wave at her, you know. But that, that you know, that because, because of what the word of God has said, your mother and your father, you know, oh, bam, do what you're supposed to love and respect about how old they are. And one thing kids kids think today they think <clears throat> that they're equal to their parents. My no Lord, how old what did that happen? Well, no matter how old you are, we can never be equal to God. Okay, how grown we think mm-hmm. we get. Mm-hmm. Because he's a, he's he's a, he's our father and our parents is our father. We would never be equal to them. Amen. Amen. That was a hard lesson to learn because as soon as I got old enough to say the G word, Lord, have mercy. Oh, my God, it was a fire. It was a fire when I got to say the G word. Oh, Lord. And then when I got legal, 21, I could, buy, could get me a drink. Oh, my God. I, you couldn't tell me nothing. I thought after you say the G word, you could talk back to your parents because you was grown. 
<laughs> Mercy Lord. I found out that wasn't true. I found out mm. that wasn't true. And it's not a, a good thing because when, when you no longer have those parents around, you wish you could take back a lot of stuff and you wish, wish, wish that you had a do-over button. And I, I remember the first time I went to my parents' house, and I want to get to something uh, Sister Lagarde said, too. But I remember the first time I went to my parents' house, and I took a bottle of liquor with me because it was Christmas time, and we was drinking. And I took that bottle. I mean, I didn't take no little bitty half a pint. I took a great big old bottle. And I went waltzing up in my mama's house with that bottle of liquor, got me a glass, babe, and some ice cubes, and started passing that bottle. My mama said, what you doing? Huh? Oh, we just having a drink. She said, not up in here. Now, they drank in my mama's house. They they was passing some Johnnies around in the house, but they didn't pass them to us. And what she was saying, you might drink, but you're not drinking in my house with me. And at the time, I didn't understand that, but I do now. Because now I have grown children that would buy them a bottle, but they can't bring it up in here. <laughs> yes, Lord. But I remember what Sister Lagarde said. Sister Lagarde was talking uh, about when you have some things your parents have done and you don't like them, and you resist them like, I ain't going to never do what mama did. You ain't going to never find me doing what my daddy did. And Sister Lagarde taught mm-hmm. me something about that. She said, you take the mistakes that your parents made, and you, you may make up your mind, not to do those things, and that's that's okay. She said, but don't never call yourself outdoing your parents. Don't ever think you smarter than them and you got more sense than them that you're not going to do that thing. She said, because you might not do that, but you're doing something. She mm-hmm. said, so don't try to pick out the things that your parents did wrong. She said, grab hold to the things that they did right and embrace those. And I thought that that was good, valuable uh, teaching. And, uh, Tiana, uh, you've been listening for a while, and uh, you have anything to share about um, honoring your parents? I mean, you are—you know that I am big on being respectful and honoring my parents. Even if I don't agree, I tend to still um, try to find a respectful way to address things with my parents and then agree to disagree if we don't. Um And I expect the same things from my kids. I have certain things that they just are not allowed to do or say in my presence. And, um, but I also know that I can't control every aspect of their life, but I do try to lead by example and show them how I believe, what I believe to be the right way to live. And then when they make the decisions that I feel like are wrong, we discuss them. And if it causes them to knock their head, you know I'm a firm believer that you, you, you choose choices, not consequences. So if, if you made a decision and that decision caused you to stumble and knock your head, I'm going to be here to coach you through it, but you made that decision. So, I, you know, I let my kids make decisions, but I just try to make sure that my life leads them in a way that's positive and that will, you know, give them some guidance in the future. And I also... <clears throat> You talked about uh, parents doing the best they could. I agree with that. I, I think that um, if I think about my oldest son, I can identify so many things that I wish I could have done different, and I we we have that conversation. These are things that I did, and I didn't know no better. I was young, 
And now you see with your brother that I'm making an effort to change that. And even with you now, I'm making an effort to change that. And that's just the best I can do. I can't make up for what I've done previously. All I can do is do better once I realize the error in my ways and try to make, you know, the best of it from this day moving forward. So, yeah. I want you to, um, I want you to speak on something that uh, as a grandmother, I did not agree with when you let my, I want you to speak on when you let my favorite grandson dye his hair pink and how old was he when that, that happened and tell us, tell the audience why you chose to allow that. Um, <laughs> and uh, for, for those like, that are listening, let me, was, let me, let me, let me give a disclaimer, uh, T, for those that are listening, that's just my pet peeve, that pet thing that I do with, with this particular grandchild. I have no favorite, so to speak, but this is how I always mm-hmm. refer to this one. I always say that's my favorite grandchild. So go ahead, mm-hmm. T. <laughs> he was maybe 12. I know he was in middle school, about 6th or 7th grade. And he came home one day and he said, I want my hair pink. And me and his dad was like, no, nah, we're not going to do that. And he kept harping on it. And then it dawned on me. He was a straight A student most of the time. He had a good attitude. He was respectful. And I want my kids to make childish decisions as children. I didn't want him to grow up and feel like because he was... 12 and I didn't let him explore what pink hair felt like that he had to do it at 25. I feel like there's a time when you make decisions and this decision was embarrassing to me but it wasn't to him. It didn't change his (laughs) grades. It didn't change his attitude. It didn't stop him from going in that room and playing his keyboard. So I felt like if he was going to make this type of decision he was at the age where this is when it should happen and I should allow it and we will work through the consequences of him having pink hair. So I would do stuff like push him away from me at the grocery store and he would hold my arm. And let the truth be told, I rather enjoyed that. He clung closer to me because he knew I felt some type of way about that pink hair. We, I think he got into <laughs> his first middle school fight when he had that pink hair. And he has oh. never asked for pink hair again. Because <laughs> he went to school and he, and he is very pro, I'm a man. I can wear whatever color I want to wear. I'm a, a young man. I can wear whatever color I want. Y'all taught me this. You know, we do. We say to our kids, pink is not a color that makes you, quote, unquote, gay. However, mm-hmm. when they say, well, buy me that pink shirt, we say that's a girl color. But we told him to be comfortable in being a boy. And he is very comfortable in who he is. And so I told myself, you told him to be comfortable. You told him to be different. You told him not to follow the crowd. And this is exactly what he's trying to do with this pink hair. Why stop it? So I let him have it. How long did that pink hair last, Tiana? He had it for um, just until it grew out and he got it cut. You know, he kept his hair cut low at that time. So when it grew out, it grew out and he ain't asked for it again. He's had other colors. He just recently had green. But he, he just, he's unique. But he's still a great kid. And again, I'm thinking by the time he turns 25, he'll be over this stage where he feels like he want to explore colors in his hair. He's doing it as a child, and he's making childish decisions now instead of making those decisions later. There's some decisions I feel like I should allow him to make as a parent. Even if I don't like him, it's a a decision that doesn't hurt him as a child. It doesn't hurt me as a parent. It doesn't take away from who he is. That was one of them. Amen. Thank you, Tiana. Pastor Chris, you are having a hard time holding that band back today. I don't know why you being disrespectful on the buffet today. I heard that band got cranked up back there. Now, if you can't hold that band, 
You don't have to send them on lunch break. Come on, Pastor Chris. Yeah. What you got to talk about? Well, I love I love this conversation because there's a lot of different perspectives of raising children. Like, you know, and, and I agree with Tiana. When it comes to the kids now, as long as they're doing what they need to do, like getting straight A's, making sure their chores are done, things like that, then, okay, if you, you know, because we have a daughter now that likes the multicolored uh, weave stuff. And, you know, I'm like, <laughs> why don't you just have a solid color? But to them, that's, that's expressing themselves. So I'd rather her express herself with rainbow hair now than when she gets grown and she's got to have rainbow hair on a job interview. See, it's a difference. See, like, you know, it's different in this day because when I was growing up, uh, pink wasn't allowed. I couldn't wear no pink when I was growing up. But see, the generations are different because now pink is cool for a man to wear. And I wear pink. And ain't nothing wrong with me. Just saying. So it, it, it's one of those things where you grow and you have an understanding with your children as well as grandmas. Because, again, you're dealing with generations. And when you grew up a certain way in your generation and then you see your kids where, with their kids and then they look at grandma or grandpa and then grandma or grandpa looking at them cross-eyed like, what are you doing? We didn't do this back in my day. So it's a constant learning curve. And that's what I love about the gospel. That's what I love about uh, interacting real life, interacting the, the gospels and being able to apply it in your life. And that's what makes this Amen. so awesome. So, so again, you know, I, I love it. And this conversation, we can go on so many different levels with it. But I do believe with the blueprint that was made from the word of God, we ought to give that respect where respect is due. And we're able to add the elements to what the scriptures are saying, as well as being a better parent, grandparent, great grandparent. And, and when your kids have kids, I mean, it's a generational thing. And a lot of it was taught wrong, especially in our culture. We got a lot of wrong stuff that was passed down. But at the end of the day, I think what caused all this prob these problems, and I'll throw this in there, we got the law passed about we can't hit or discipline our kids. That's one. <laughs> Two, this timeout stuff. Timeout doesn't work. I'm sorry. It just doesn't. Because I'm not going to put my kid on timeout, and I'm at Walmart going shopping, and my kid acting like a straight knucklehead. Guess what? I'm going to give him a pat on the booty. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, and it's got people looking at you crazy. Listen, I'm going to discipline my kids. Why? Because when they grow up as a teenager, they're going to be coming up in my face talking about, well, Dad, I want this, or Mom, I want that. Negative. You gotta, you have to, you spare the rod, spoil the child. Period. Go back That's to the band. Go, go back, go back to the band. You're in timeout. <laughs> Doggone it. You, you, you don't know this, but you, Pastor Chris, what? you got CPS on the line. And CPS, CPS I'm about to report them too. You got the CPS too. I'm about to report them too. See, 
Uh, oh, Jesus. <laughs> see that? See that, Pastor Chris? You got them timeout people on the line. You cannot open up that can of worms. I'm not playing with you today. Uh-oh, uh-oh. I'm going to move on to, 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 to verse 3. We're going to go to verse 3. We're going we gonna to put the light back on. <laughs> Pastor Chris and come in and got all of us in trouble. Okay, <laughs> verse 3 is telling us why we should honor our parents. Verse 3 is the reward for honoring our parents. That it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. That it may be well with thee. All of God's commandments carry a reward. When we put them into operation, when we keep them, and, and, and we, we, we keep them, they render to us great rewards. Just think about it in a natural sense. When you have a child that's obedient, compare that child to one that's disobedient, it's like life and death. It's like a life and death matter. Because when you have one that... that that thrive, now then no child gets it all right, but when they thrive, and you can see the effort in the child to get it right. A case in point, I have two young grandsons, and I was just with them. One of my, one of those boys, and I, I won't name families because it, 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 yeah. One of those boys, he does things, he's very clever. He does things to get out of doing what you say. So he's very technical. Technical. He's very, he's very savvy, and and he he has learned. He he was doing the wrong things with his cell phone, and when he got caught, what he learned how to do after that was when he does wrong things. He didn't quit doing wrong. When he does wrong things, he learned to de- to delete. On the other hand, his little brother, when you compel him and you chat with him about being obedient, he listens to you, and he'll he'll come back with you until he understands. If you can get him to understand, he'll, he'll do what you told him to do from that point forward. And that's the difference in those two boys, being raised in the same household, got the same Cheerio and the same almond milk. But they're, they're made up differently as far as how their mindset runs. So what kids do, they look at us as parents, and they think that we, we have a favorite because we're leaning to that obedient one. And we're kind of hard on the one that's not obedient. And what we're trying to do is we're trying to get them to a place where they're on the right path. And it comes off sometimes as a favorite, but it's really not. Tiana, you want to speak on that? That it may be well with thee? And that I may live long on the earth? Tiana. I'm, I'm here, Mommy. Um, I, I understand... The, the concept of leaning towards the well, we have the tendency to lean towards mm-hmm. the obedient child, and I do the opposite. I try to lean towards the disobedient child because it's easy to lean towards the obedient one, and it's hard to lean on the one that work your nerves, that you have to talk to the most, that you have to discipline or correct the most. However, in leaning on them and showing them love, that's what draws them closer to you. Not that piece where I have to fight, where I'm annoyed, so I stay away from them, and I come up in my room, and I ignore them, and I, you know, do what feels good to me, what protects me, but it doesn't help them to grow up. So um, my challenge, you know, I'm about challenges. I challenge people to lean into the one that get on your nerves. You know, I'll be the first one to tell you, when my son comes to the house, 
if he is on my nerves, I tell him I know what you need, and I go in and I hug on him, and he be stiff, and he don't want to be bothered, and he kind of push away from me, and I just keep holding him until I feel his body relax in my arm, and then I tell him I knew you needed that, and that's how I get him to relax in, and, and come in and be more like family, and I ignore some things. Now he grown, so, you know, it's only so much I can say. I ignore mm-hmm. some of the things that I don't like, and he knows if you ask him, you do that. Do your mama like that? He'll tell you, oh, no, she don't like this at all. However, when he here, all I, I have a, a limited amount of time to love on him. And I think the same thing about every child that comes through my house, whether they're here to stay or they're here to visit. I have a limited amount of time to love on you. So I'm going to take that time, and I'm going to do the best I can. Do that mean I'm not going to correct you? Absolutely not. Do that mean I'm not going to fuss? Absolutely not. Do that mean you're not going to have consequences? Absolutely not. But I am still going to be very conscious about loving on the one that worked my nerves the most. Now they know. If they outside the door, they know. The one I love on the most is probably the one that worked my nerves the most. Hmm. <laughs> well, when you do your class, Tiana, love on the one that get on your nerves the most one-on-one, uh, I will pay for my spot because I ain't got that yet. That one get on my nerve. I'm trying to put a few distance between us, and I'm not saying I'm right in it, but I have not mastered that. I'm running. I run for it. Uh, Tammy, uh, that that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. Tammy, baby, you want to so speak what? on that? No, I'm fine. I'm I'm agreeing. <laughs> okay, awesome, brother John. You got something for that? Um, yes, um, yes, ma'am. Just in turn two and three together when it says, which is the first commandment we promise that we will within thou mayest live long on the earth, is a, as parents um, teaching our children uh, for us in the honor and respect for us in with, with authority um, and also discipline that way they can have live a disciplined life because we know if a, if a, if a child does not respect his own parents, hmm. then Nobody else pretty much pretty much gonna matter. Um, it's like an open field. So if but then you have a kid with that thought process, that means they can live that undisciplined life and wind up getting in trouble with the law and, and things of that nature um down the down the road. Um, so you're trying to teach them to have discipline and respect mm-hmm. for authority. And if they do this, the promise is that long life and, and it would be well with them. It, it keeps them a lot of hardships and, and a lot of unnecessary pain um, when they learn this at, at an early age. That's true. That's very true. Pastor Chris, we're going to let you go one more time. If you don't behave, you're going to be in time out for the rest of the show. And then we're going to have Roberta come and close this up, and we're going to go to our callers. Pastor Chris, that it may be well uh-huh. with thee, and thou may live long on the earth. Uh <laughs> well, being that I was the kid after I got grown, I wanted to be wild. Uh, I have to give respect to my my mom. Uh, she did an awesome job with this knucklehead. And, you know, just like Tiana was saying, when it comes to receiving the love from your mom, even when you're grown, mama knows. And at those times, I needed that. And, you know, those those are the hugs that you remember, even though you've grown doing your own thing. You got your own kids, you know, and 
those are the things that matter. And when I was growing up, the one thing I did take into consideration, I stopped getting beat long ago. You know, my mom hit me with that frying pan. I was good. And, you know, because <laughs> I was I was smelling myself as a young man. You know, I got my little part-time mm-hmm. job, making my own little money. You know, I had little little chest hairs and little mustache, peach fuzz, and I, my voice was mm-hmm. deep. And I think I was suave. Hey, and guess what? Mama chopped mm-hmm. me down the side. See, those are the things that I remember. And, you know... People now, you tell these stories, they're like, oh, my God, that's child abuse. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. well, listen, th- that stuff kept me straight because every time yep. I look in the mirror and I see that little scar on my head, it gives me a reminder that even as an adult to have respect for my elders, period. And see, that's what's missing in this generation. And see, I'm not tr- I'm trying to keep the band back, but the respect's <laughs> not there. Because we right. pulled we pulled all the reins of discipline. I'm not saying mm-hmm. beat your kids to a pulp. That's not what right. I'm saying. But the discipline that our parents did of old, they did not kill us. It made us stronger. Right. And that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. You know, because at the end of the day, regardless of what you say and how you want to rebuttal it, the word says it plainly. If you spare yep. the rod, you pull you spoil the your child. child. I'm sorry to say it. I'm sorry that timeout may work for you or may not work for me or whatever, but if you spoil them, they're going to disrespect you when they mm-hmm. get older, and then what you going to do? See, you got to lay mm. the foundation early. I'm sorry to say it. I'm sorry to be a little, you know, on the eggshells here with this, but we have to instill it early because I am refused. A kid that I've raised, grown up, coming in my mm. face and telling me where I need to go, and I'm the one that's clothing you and feeding you. See, I was raised old school, y'all, so I'm sorry. Timeout ain't going to mm. work. If I got boys, I'm going to go in the back, get my boxing gloves. Let's go. Since you want to be disrespectful, let's put on the gloves and let's get it. See, this is the stuff that we did. That's not child abuse. That's just that's respect being earned. That's and when you're able to that yeah it's an attitude adjustment and by the time you done with the two rounds because i'm all out of shape you know so you know i get a good couple of licks in just to pull my point across and then i gotta walk out but anyway let me stop uh i'm 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 dropping my mic and i'm going back in the background where i belong so Right. Well, buddy, you have the responsibility to put us back on holy ground because Pastor Kristen took us back in the out back woods. I, th- I think I think he sees on holy ground because without without, <laughs> without without discipline, there is no respect. And respect, you have to put fear. Fear comes before respect. I give mm-hmm. an example of this: if you're driving and a police behind you. You get nervous, although you mm-hmm. haven't broken the law. But because that fear in you is the respect of the authority he has. The authority, and all it is, you are you you are using your authority as parents have authority over their children. Right. And that's all it is. And there's no way that you 
There's no way, and I know I know today's society think you can. You can't raise a child without discipline, without a whooping. You got to whoop them. You have to. Because you know them putting them in time out and, and, and all that stuff and telling them you can't whoop them. The people telling you you, you can't whoop your child, but they can whoop them. They can beat no, they them. Kill they them. can kill them. They can beat them and kill them. So, so all that is, that's talking about that, that, that verse is telling you that obey your parents. Do what your parents say. Mm-hmm. Respect your parents. And there's a promise that's attached to you, your obedience in that. Hmm. It promised long life. It's a right. promise for you. And not only that, it promised you peace. Because if you obey your parents, you ain't got to worry about them uh, whooping you or yelling at you. Right. Because that brings right. peace in the house. But that's, I agree with, with Pastor Chris. Spare the, chi- uh, uh, spare the rod, you spoil the child. I believe that. And I don't Amen. believe that, you know, the, you know, young people that they say, oh, well, you know, uh, um, I mean, Johnny, you know, don't whoop Johnny. Just talk to Johnny. Okay, keep talking. Mm-hmm. They don't whoop. Johnny will whoop you. <laughs> so what, you know. <laughs> yeah, buddy, we yeah, all I mean, be in time out for this old way. It's quiet well, on the set. But we believe that. We believe this. And the people that mm-hmm. writing this stuff. How many children have they raised? Right. How many have they raised? But yes, I don't. I don't believe even a teacher. A teacher has to use discipline. She'll get some. Mm-hmm. Someone she'll snatch Amen. Them. She might not. Amen. She might not get, but she got to pull you, pinch you, or something, and let you know, put a oh. little pain in there, and let you know I mean business. That's true. That's true. And that's just a You got to get your blood in some kind of way. You have to bring that. You got to bring that authority in. That authority has to. You got be. to. And, and, and you know what? That like is. Pastor Chris said too, Sister Bird, We're not advocating abusing our children. Although no. what we have, what we have been taught sometimes come off as abuse. If my children were to put put it on, you know, put it out there, they would say, as as their mother, I abused them. And you know what? I wouldn't defute it. I wouldn't fight them on it. It it was abuse. But it came from a place of abuse. <laughs> I gave them what was given to me. It wasn't abuse. It wasn't abuse because somebody brought it to a tent there. And it was just a woman before. Right in the beginning, it wasn't. It, it, from my heart, it was not abuse. But when I look back in hindsight, you, you're absolutely right. You hear that, Tiana? Yeah, it wasn't abuse until I look back in hindsight. Not, not abuse. But when, the day I did it, it wasn't. So you can't call okay. people. <laughs> but yeah, that that that's so right. We did not mean abuse. I, I, it was it was hard. It was hard, but you had to endure. But it came from a place of this is what I know to do to correct the wrong. I'm gonna say something. I'm gonna can I say something to to you bring sure it can. all the way to where it all bring began. it in. When we came here from slavery, when we came here in slavery, we were beat to submission. Mm-hmm. We were beat to mm-hmm. obey, and we—that's all we knew. If you if you break them, then they'll obey you. That's all we knew, and yep. we just took what we learned and put it on our children. Now it wasn't yep. abuse when they was beating us and all that stuff. I mean, you know, the things when you see what happened to 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 us as a race that was beaten into submission, and you know, you're gonna do this, and you know, but they were doing. Mm-hmm. To bring fear, to put fear in us, so that we wouldn't 
break the law or do anything against what they were saying to, to not to do. So what we mm-hmm. did, we passed it on to our children. And, and, we did. You know, and, and some husband passed it on to their wives. And you know, because this was a form of discipline that we we were right. taught. Right. You know. Right. And I, not, not. I mean, there's a difference in, in discipline and abuse. There is a difference. There is. In discipline That's and awesome. abuse. That's awesome. That's a good way so to put that. We're not saying abuse them, but we say discipline. Discipline. Very good. Very good. Very good. That's a good way to put that. It was instilled in us, and it goes way further than the people that's writing books about don't don't spank your child now. It goes way back further than that. And like she said, on the ship, we started off yeah. as, we started off in in this this discipline. Uh, nobody ever mentioned a chair to me except throwing one at me. They didn't they didn't they didn't mention to me you you disobeyed. Go sit over there until you learn your lesson. I ain't know nothing about that. So I couldn't pass you that. You had to learn that from somebody else. Uh, we have callers, and, uh, you know, when when we look at time, we get on here and we think, man, what are we going to talk about this time? And we get to, we get to sharing and, and bringing uh, our revelations that God has given us together, and we become, we become um, uh, get this buffet ready to be served, and we have people that are, on the buffet on today, and we want to make sure that any questions that they have, that we answer it. We want to make sure that any prayer concerns that they have, we pray for them. So whatever their needs are, maybe we've said something today, and uh, they want to just um, uh, piggyback off of what we said or have us to further explain that. We want to go to our listeners at this time. So, Pastor Chris, could we get that first uh, caller, please? <clears throat> yes, ma'am. All right, callers, we will read the last four digits of your phone number for your security purposes. So when we call your number, if you just want to listen, just say just listening or pass, and we will go to the next caller. So first caller, 6015, 6015, you are live on the air. God bless you. Make sure your phones are unmuted. Hey, Miss Lucille, that's you. Miss Lucille, is your phone unmuted? Okay, that's Miss Lucille. God bless. God bless you, Miss Lucille. Next caller, 4483, 4483. You are live on the air. God bless you. Dr. Jackson, unmute your phone, sir. Uh, yeah, God bless. God bless everyone that's listening. That's listening. Amen. God bless you, Pastor Jackson. Next caller, twenty nine eighty five. Twenty nine eighty five. You are live on the air. God bless you. God bless all of you today. I really enjoyed the lesson, and I want to say to my son today, Elder John, God bless you, and I thank God for your obedience. All I knew was to train up a child the way that he should go, and when he's old, he will not depart from it. My thing and my husband, we just wanted our child, our children, to be better than we were and to have uh, their needs met. And when he became a man, that his family will be well taken care of. I look at your life now, and I know that God's word is true. 
thank you for being an obedient child, and there are more rewards to come. God bless you all. Amen. Thank you, Sister Ruby. Next caller, 5456-5456, you are live on the air. God bless you. Hey, Deborah. Just listen. God bless. All right. God bless. Amen. Next caller, 8057. 8057, you are live on the air. God bless you. Have you unmuted your phone, 8057? 8057, have you unmuted your phone? Okay, Pastor Chris, I don't believe they want to speak. Next caller, 7991. 7991, you are live on the air. God bless you. Hey, this is Jeanette Pontoon. I'm just listening. Thank you for listening, Sister Jeanette. Next caller, 6236, 6236, you are live on the air. God bless you. 6236, have you unmuted your phone? Hello, hello. Uh, this hey. Is, uh, this is Christy. How are you guys doing today? We're awesome. Listen, I just want to say I'm enjoying uh, the conversation uh, today. I um have three adult children and it's interesting how they come back to you and say mama you did this and you didn't do this and all this kind of stuff and I think it's very important to note and my mom spoke on this sister Jones every child is different and their their needs are different there are some Mm -hmm. children that want the hug you know, all the time, there are some children that push you away. Um, and, yes, you're always supposed to be there with open arms, but you also have to learn how and ask God to teach you how to love your children and how to raise your children because they are individuals. It's not when the baby comes out, instructions do not come out with it. It is a trial and error for us all. But God has given us the book on where to go. We know the foundation. You know, I agree with, you know, they say spanking now. I I agree on whooping. I was whooped (laughs) by my mother and my father, and I thank them for every whooping that I received. No, she wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) No, she was not. I got all My God. No, sir. She didn't get nothing. That's why Sister Tammy, and they like to say that I was the favorite and and I didn't get whoopers, but this is the thing. I listened to my mom. When mom and dad told Uh me to do things, things, I listened. It wasn't that I was the favorite. And growing up, you know, we grew up in church, you know, I used to sing in church. But every time I messed up, I got up in front of the church and I repented. I was that child that told on myself, so then nobody had to tell on me because Amen. I knew oh. that I was out of order. I got pregnant out of wedlock. I got pregnant as a teenager. I went before to my pastor, and I sat down and I talked to him, and I told him what had happened. 
And I knew I had brought change to my family, and I knew I had brought change to the church. I was a teenager who people looked up to because, you know, I went soul winning, and I used to uh, lead songs in the choir and all this stuff. So he was like, okay. And he said, um, all right. He said, I forgive you. You know, we're going to keep you in, in prayer and all that good stuff. I talked to him on Friday. On Sunday at church, we were sitting there, and the Holy Spirit just said, go up before the church and repent. And before I knew it, like in a Spike Lee movie, I was gliding to the front of the church. <laughs> and I went up there not knowing what was going, not knowing what was going to come out of my mouth, but I repented. Mm-hmm. And my repentance caused so many other women to come forth, young and older, to say what mm-hmm. they had done. So I thank God, I thank God, I thank God for the example that my parents set before me in teaching me, you know, right from wrong. And I whoopings were, they were important. And I know mm-hmm. that whoopings shaped and formed my life. So thank you for the, the talk on today. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Pastor Chris. Thank you, Tree. Yes, ma'am. We... We have two more callers, 5597, 5597, you are live on the air. God bless you. 5597, have you unmuted your phone? Okay, Pastor Chris, 5597 must be listening. Okay. Last caller, 6015, 6015, you are live on the air. God bless you. Lucille gets another opportunity. That's Lucille again. Okay. Yeah, I guess okay, I guess you. they're listening. Hey, All th- right. no, that's we'll put you back yeah. on mute. Okay, thank All you, right, Pastor Chris. You. Thank you so much. Um, this has been a, an awesome and an amazing um, topic on today. Um, a lot has been shared. A lot more uh, is to be shared. Uh, Pastor Chris, it's been a while since we had a song. We want to have a song, and we'll come back on our last thirty minutes. Uh, we give the the panel opportunity to share their last and, and final thoughts. Also, um, on next week, it, it has been in my spirit uh, on next week, if you all want to share some things that are near and dear to your heart, we can do that, or we can continue to continue on um, Ephesians. I've really been wrestling with um, relationships. Uh, relationships has really uh, been uh, so present with me. And I wanted to um, give the panel an opportunity to share what's near and dear to their hearts because when we do these types of things, it opens up the door for other people to be helped, and that's what we come together for. But um, when we come back, we'll we'll give final thoughts and with with the people. Pastor Chris, a song, please. You're listening to Saturday's Buffet with Sister Lorraine Brown and Roberta Joe right now. TPV Radio. TPV Radio. When you've been called to have a relationship with God, when you've been called to do something great for Him, sometimes, young people hear me, it's not going to be easy. It's going to be downright hard sometimes. Downright difficult. But 
that the word of the Lord just simply declares one thing.
hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, it's all right to worship him at this point. Come on, come on, Zion, worship him. If you believe that, then you say it to yourself. Say, my steps are ordered. You know where you are right now. It's a blessing to know. You're listening to Saturday's Buffet with Sister Lorraine Brown and Roberta Jones. Right now, TPB Radio. TPB Radio. All right. All right. Welcome back, everyone. Um, the song says order. There is an order. God has an order, and that's all we've been really talking about on today, that there is an order that God has. And when we stay with God's order, we get what God has for us, and it's called reward. And uh, we get to reap those rewards, and we get to enjoy them. And so when we find ourselves um, not enjoying life, because life is good. Life is good. No matter what comes our way, whatever time we are allotted, when we give our life uh, wholeheartedly to the Lord, uh, life is good because we find ourselves in the right places, doing the right thing, and giving God glory for it. Amen. Um, Sister uh, Tammy, we're going to start with you. Uh, any um, final remarks and you want to share with the people of God on today to just encourage them? Uh, with their relationship as parents to children, sometimes children that are not um, compliant. So we want to we want to encourage the people on today. Sister Tammy, what what would you like to uh, share with the people as your final thoughts for today? What I would like to share, listening to um, today's topics and listening to what everybody has inputted and said, let's press the reset button. No matter what the age they are, if they are adults, love on that child. If they grant your grandkids, love on them. Now that we've been taught, because so many of us said, why we did what we were taught to do. Now let's reset. Take it as when you have a baby that is off balance with the sleep pattern. That baby go to sleep at night, but keep you up all day or go to uh, keep you up all night and don't sleep during the day. You reset that baby's sleep pattern and what happens? Now we all sleeping at night. Now the baby has a pattern. So now let's um, hit the reset button and watch what happens now. Because now you are accountable for what you heard. Now are you going to be the doer of God's word? Amen. Amen. That is so true. Hit the reset button. And that's that's an awesome uh, thing. Um, And so Tamisin's reset has come up. And we're going to do that, uh, Pamela, as we come, come by whatever... Whatever you're passing out, be be willing, I pray, to, to pray for that. Tammy, would you pray for our listeners who need to hit that reset button that they would do that? We're all going to do that. Go ahead. Amen. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we come boldly before you, thanking and praising you for another wonderful day. Thank you for filling our bellies with your word today. Now, Father, as we begin to dissect your word and meditate on what we have heard today, we thank you, Holy Spirit, that we... Lord. Soften our hearts to receive the reset button. 
that you will yes, give God. us instructions on how to reset what we have done, yes. what we have been taught. Not saying that it's all been good, not saying that it's all been bad, but to make it even better and to build your people up in the kingdom. We thank you, Holy Spirit, yes. that there will be no backlash from the enemy, that there will not be yes. any backlash from our children, our grandchildren, our sons and daughter-in-laws, but that they will be able to receive what we are trying to give to them through you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Brother John, uh, share um, what what's in your heart with the people as far as the subject matter on today, and do as Tammy, if you don't mind, uh, pray for that that you release. Amen. Um, excellent show on, on this afternoon. First thing, just want to make sure we continue to have balance in our life, um, balance with raising our children, um, using godly wisdom in um, our decisions. Um, teaching and training them um, in the way that they should go, um, allowing them to see us lead by example, um, not just talking the talk, but also walking the walk, um, allowing them to see us pray, pray with them, allow us, allow them to see us study our word, and, and allowing them to see us also being submissive and also being obedient and um, to authority as, as well. And with that, uh, sometime in life, some earlier than others, that that seed that we planted, um, that God will cause to increase. It will, it will cause it to, to grow in their life um, if they happen to drift off the path. But we want to make sure that we have did our part in showing them the better way. Amen. 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 Pray, so brother John. Father. Father, in the blessed name of Jesus Christ, Father, I ask you to watch over everyone that's on this program, Lord, everyone that's listening. Father God, that you would give them godly wisdom, Lord. Father God, that you would show them, Lord, in your word, Lord, the way that they should go, Lord, the way they should Father, rule their own homes and the way they should teach yes. their children, Lord God. Yes. Father God, watch the children, that they be receptive of what the parents are telling them, Lord. Father God, they yes. live a long and peaceful life, Lord, on this earth. Father yes. God, right now, Lord, it's everything you've done and everything you're getting ready to do. And I thank you, Lord, for this fresh wind and fresh anointing that's flowing, Lord, over this place. Father, continue, Lord, to have your way. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother John. Thank you, Sister Tammy. Uh, Tiana, final thoughts, and, and please pray for what you release, please. Um, I, my only thought is just to love on your kids and to give opportunities for mistakes. Allow them to work through those mistakes as kids so that they make better decisions as adults. And so, Father God, I thank you. I praise you. I bless your name. I ask that you would teach us how to love our children effectively. I ask that you would teach us how to draw near to them like you draw near to us even when we are not doing the best. I ask that you would give us wisdom and insight and that we would begin to see improvement in the relationships between us and our kids. I thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. God bless. Amen. Thank you, baby. Uh, Sister yeah. Roberta, we're going to let you close this out, but first I'm going to do housekeeping, and uh, we want to um, recognize our three uh, greatest supporters, Sister Dorothy Curry and her two caretakers, Sister Shirley Allen and Sister Lucille Priester. Also, we want to recognize our supporters, Sister Ella Priester and her two caretakers, Sister Leola Priester and Sister Rosie Priester. We also want to recognize Sister Earthly Aaron her two caretakers, 
Sister Edna Moore and Sister Jeanette Pontoon. We thank you for being a supporter of the Saturday's Buffet. We release and pray that God will continue to richly bless, bless your lives. And we cover you with the blood of Jesus Christ against anything that's not like God. We also want to say happy birthday, Nisi, from the buffet. And we pray that if you're listening on today, Sister Nisi, that you found something on the buffet that was um, uh, a comfort for your, your appetite, that it was something to bless your life as a birthday gift from the Saturday buffet to you. Sister Roberta, you have, let's see here, it's 146. You have the floor to share uh, whatever you want to share and to please pray for what you release to the people on the line. And if you have any time left, feel free to give it to Pastor Chris. Okay. All right. Thank you. This has been a great show. Uh, Honored to be on the show today. Uh, As parents, you know, uh, we do the best we know how. And to the parent that the things we said, some of the things we said might have been hurtful, overwhelming, or you feel like, well, I messed up, or, you know, I didn't do that with my kids. But all we can do is, such, is repent. When we learn better, we do better. And even if your kids are grown, you can go to them and, and apologize to them and let them know that you only did what you knew to do. And we just, I just don't want you to feel condemned because there's never no, uh, no condemnation. God don't show us our wrong so that we can, he can condemn us, but to correct us. And we all today can say that there were some things that we heard that we uh, didn't do or needed correction on. And as a parent of, of 11, you know, I bummed it 100 times, 101 million over and over again. But all I did was gave them what I knew, and I knew I loved it. And I hope that they know that I love them. I gave them Jesus, because that's all I had was Jesus. And I just pray that they uh, don't hold it against them. Those are parents that didn't. Don't hold it against your parents. You know, your parents, you know, forgive them. Release it. Let it go. And love on them. Uh, know that... Uh, you have an opportunity to do a better job than, than your parents did, then, then you do your job. And at the end of the day, you're going to find out your kids going to tell you, you know, you did such and such a thing, and I didn't like it. I didn't like the way you did this uh, to me, or you said that to me. But in your heart, you didn't mean anything by it. So you just repent and move on. And I just thank God for his word, that it truly is a light to our path. It helps us and gives us light to our walk as we walk in this, this Christian journey. It's a journey, and we're walking. We're going from faith to faith, glory to glory. And as we walk, we're going to find out some things that we didn't do that we should have done. So all God is saying, just repent. Ask me to forgive. I'll forgive you. I'm not holding it against you anyway. I've already taken care of it. But you, for your own self, to clear, clear your conscience and your mind, just repent, and God will forgive you. And I just want to uh, say to the parents that, uh, to the, the people that <clears throat> are not parents, study the scripture. Ask God to help you. Ask him to help you. He will. Don't be afraid of parenting. Parenting is not for cowards. You don't have to be afraid. Go in there and do what you have to do. You have the ability. You have God on your side. You have the word of God. And you're going to succeed. And I just want to pray generally for uh, parents as a whole, we just 
just want to lift them up in prayer because surely this is a hard time for parents. And today, with what we're going through, uh, today parenting and, and uh, schooling is it's hard. And all you do is do your best and give the rest to God. Amen. Don't you try and, and do it yourself because you're going to fail. But you know the scripture says, I can do all things mm-hmm. through Christ who gives you the strength, and he will give you the strength for it. That's Amen. right. Let's pray. Amen. Heavenly Father, we come before you now in the name of Jesus. Father, we just thank you for this awesome uh, time in your presence. We thank you for this awesome conversation. We thank you for all those that are listening, Father God. We thank you that you're giving us another chance, Father God. You said you're God of another chance. That no matter how many times we fail, no matter how many times we uh, fall, that you're there to pick us up. And we thank you that we know that, Father God. We thank you that in all our uh, doing that, we are messed up as parents. And we ask you to forgive you. Give us. We repent now. And we pray, Father God, that the children, Lord God, that we planted bad seeds, Father God, that you would rid it up. Any bitterness, Father God, that you would rid it up. That you would give them the spirit of forgiveness, Father God. And Lord God, that we will forgive our parents because they did the best they knew how. And we thank you, Lord God, for what they did. Because of what we did, what they did, we're here today. And thank you, Lord God. It wasn't all bad. It was not all bad. We thank you, Lord, and we praise you, Lord God. Praise you for parents, Lord God, that believe your word and said if you spare the rod, you spoil the child. And we thank you that they didn't spare the rod, Father God, that they they taught us how to respect and to have fear, Father God, for not just uh, them, but for you and authority, Father God. We thank you. We ask you to give us more young people that will learn, Lord God, what the dis- how to discipline their children, Father God, how to correct them in love, Father. And we just thank you for the children, Lord God, today. Father, we pray that you, Lord God, give them the spirit that you say, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. That they would have the spirit of obedience, Father God. And we thank you today. We thank you, Lord God, for what our ears hear. And we ask that the Holy Spirit would take it to our hearts. And we will be doers of your word and not just you. That we would do what we heard today. And Father God, yes. that it's everything that your word fell on good ground. Good ground, Father. We thank you that we expect in a harvest. We expect in a harvest from you, Father. Thank you for all the listeners, Lord God. We lift them up in the name of Jesus. Whatever their needs is, Father, we pray that you would be there. We pray for healing. Yes. We pray for deliverance. We pray for salvation, Father God, in Jesus' name. We pray for financial breakthrough. Any need that they have, we lift it up before you because you told us, Father God, if we simply act and believe, we shall receive. And we thank you, Lord God, that those that have the faith to believe shall receive. And we give you the glory to us to pray. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you. Amen. 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 Pastor Chris, it's in your hands. Uh, any final comments, music? We're done until next week. We'll be back on Ephesians chapter 6, beginning at the fourth verse. Pastor Chris. Pastor Chris, are you there? Well, it looks like we'll be yes, saying. Yes, ma'am. Nope, I'm there here. I'm here. Final comments, and then you can you can 
you can give us music, and we'll be back next week. Lord, say the same with Ephesians chapter 6. I'm yes, sorry, ma'am. Pastor Chris. I didn't say happy birthday to Nisi. Happy birthday, Nisi. If I could <laughs> sing a song, I would sing it, but I, I just. I don't, just don't let her sing, Nisi. Just tell her. Just tell her. Just tell her. Just tell her. You, got, hey, you got her number. Y'all got her number, so you okay. go ahead. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, ma'am, it has been an awesome time in the buffet. We ate good. And the reset button does need to be pressed. Sometimes we need to go and start a new path on how God wanted us to raise our children. And he can make a way out of no way. And with God, all things are new. So we thank God for the panel. We thank God for you. And tune in next week for another exciting show. So bring your plate, your handkerchief, and be fed by the word of God. Be blessed, family, and we're going to go out with Travis Green. Made away. God bless you. We'll see you next week. Don't know how, but you did it. Made away. Standing not knowing how we'll get through this test, but holding on to faith, you know that nothing can catch you by surprise. You got this figured out. Watching us now, and when it looks as if we can't win. Wrap within your arms and step in. And everything we need you to supply. You got this in control. And now we know that you made a way. When our backs were, when our backs were against the wall. And it looked as if it was
Radio, Central Texas. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.